Well, welcome once again to the house of the Lord today. It's great to be in the presence of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, would you turn to the book of John, chapter 11. John 11, beginning at verse 38. Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took the stone away from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you have sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. The story of Lazarus. This man was sick, and then he died. He had been dead for four days, and here comes Jesus to the tomb of Lazarus. Lazarus was a believer, one that Jesus loved. The Bible says that Jesus groaned in the spirit and was troubled at the weeping and news that Lazarus had died. Lazarus was a believer, and yet Lazarus also serves as a picture of humanity without Jesus. Sick. Dead. Dead days, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, face wrapped with a cloth. With one hope of life, real life, resurrection life, one hope, Jesus. Jesus cares for those that are his. We read John 11, verses 1 to 4. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. 
It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, So faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now, the truth is there is a difference between faith and presumption. Lazarus was sick. His sisters sent to Jesus, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. And Jesus hears the news and says, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. You know, I wonder... Did they get the memo? Did they get the message? Or was it only the disciples to whom he spoke that heard the word? Verses 3 and 4 of the Passion Translation. So his sisters sent a message to Jesus. Lord, our brother Lazarus, the one you love, is very sick. Please come. When he heard this, he said, This sickness will not end in death for Lazarus, but will bring glory and praise to God. This will reveal the greatness of the Son of God by what takes place. I mean, surely Jesus would rush to the scene. Surely he would make haste and come. Verses 5 and 6. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Am I reading this right? Verses 5 to 7, now even though Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, he remained where he was for two more days. See, there was still more time to spend on the battlefield of faith. The message paraphrased, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, but oddly, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, He stayed on where he was for two more days. Seems odd, doesn't it? At face value, perhaps. We believe in the sovereignty of God. He sees as we do not see. He sees things as we do not see things. 
He sees the bigger picture. We can't understand delay. I mean, he loves us, right? And yet he is working. He is unfolding a greater plan, a move of God that will impact not only Lazarus, but the sisters and the disciples and many others. You know, perhaps the sisters never did receive the message. If they had, the word of Jesus may have set them at ease, an ease that wasn't right for the situation. Verses 5 to 15, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. There's no question of his love here. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea once again. And the disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you. And are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. These things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. When you're sick, you lie down, you go to sleep, right? However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. You see what's going on here? We are given insight from this side of the story. We can start to see the bigger picture and listen to the words of Jesus. Lazarus is dead, and I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Nobody sent word to Jesus that Lazarus was dead. Jesus knows our situation. Jesus knows the condition. Yet why let the situation get to this point? Why the delay? What kind of faith and belief is Jesus trying to work into his people? I'd like to announce to the church today that Jesus wants to work greater faith and belief into us. Collectively and individually. Lord, increase my faith. Increase my belief, my believing capacity. J.B. Phillips, New Testament. Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going to wake him up. 
At this, his disciples said, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he'll be all right. Actually, Jesus had spoken about his death, but they thought that he was speaking about falling into natural sleep. This made Jesus tell them quite plainly, Lazarus has died, and I am glad that I was not there for your sakes, that you may learn to believe. And now, let us go to him. The message reads, then Jesus became explicit. Lazarus died, and I'm glad for your sakes that I wasn't there. You're about to be given new grounds for believing. Now, let's go to him. He is working. Jesus is working. And he's using Lazarus' situation to teach others to believe. That they might learn to truly believe. To give them new grounds for believing. Another opportunity to believe in him, to trust and rely on him, to cling to his word no matter what. Jesus wants to work greater faith and belief into us. Verses 17 to 27. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know. I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ the Son of God who has come into the world. The battle of faith, and though there was delay, the moment has come. Verses 21 and 22, Martha said to Jesus, My Lord, if only you had come sooner. But you see, Jesus had a greater plan. If only you had come sooner, my brother wouldn't have died. But I know that if you were to ask God for anything, he would do it for you. Martha believed that Jesus was able. And now Jesus will speak words to her that will change everything. For faith does come by hearing, and hearing by the word. Faith for this particular situation and circumstance. 
faith for this need. Listen to the language this morning. The New King James Version, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. The Voice Bible, Lord, if you had been with us, my brother, you would not have died. Even so, I still believe that anything you ask of God will be done. And verse 23 reads, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. That's it. The now word of the Lord. The sound by which faith comes. The word by which faith comes. I wonder, did she perceive it? And did she receive it? Well, we read verse 24, Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. You know, it's like one of those moments. I believe, Lord. Help my unbelief. Yes, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection. And this is the great hope that we do have. But that's not what Jesus was saying here. And we know how it is concerning the believer. Think about it today. We believe for the sick and the dead. And we believe that Jesus can do anything. And yet we tend to lean to the side of, I know that they will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Not all situations play out like Lazarus' situation. This is true. However, I feel the Spirit of the Lord speaking to us. When Jesus speaks, it is done. When Jesus speaks, it will happen. When Jesus speaks, it's the sound by which faith comes. The word by which faith comes, and there is no presumption, for it is a word of faith. Remember Mary? Sitting in the house. Verses 27 and 28. She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. And when she had said these things, she went her way. And secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. Verses 29 to 37. As soon as she heard that, she rose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She's going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and saw the Jews who came, who came with her weeping, 
He groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and he said, Where have you laid him? He said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him? And some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? You mean God, the Son of God, weeps over us? This is how greatly he loves us. Lazarus' situation, and here is Jesus using it to work on so many others. You say, well, that's Lazarus' situation. A sick man. The sick man died. And there he is, bound in the tomb. Lazarus' situation. Jesus is using it to work on so many others. Two sisters, his disciples, others who recognized his compassion and said, see how he loved him. And yes, others who spoke words like, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? The text Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Listen, they had a word from Jesus. Jesus had come to raise Lazarus from the dead. He had told his disciples. He had told the sisters. They had the sure word of the Lord. And he says, take away the stone. And the human voice of reason speaks up and interjects. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, said to Jesus, Lord, by this time there is a stench. For he has been dead four days. Didn't he say, take away the stone? Do you see the trial of faith? The battle of faith? That even when we've received the word of the Lord, there's a battle of faith. Even when we've received the word of the Lord that speaks directly to the situation. The New King James Version, Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? I mean, here's the reality. Hardly any time at all had passed since their conversation where she received the word of the Lord concerning her brother's situation and Jesus already had to remind her of his words. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? 
Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. I love how Jesus got others involved in the miracle of God. Working on their faith. Trying to work belief into them and then telling them to take away the stone rather than just telling the stone to move. You take away the stone. And then he speaks to the one who is lying in the tomb, the one whose situation Jesus is using to impact so many others. Lazarus, come forth. And the Bible says that at his word, he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Charles Spurgeon said these words, he was a moving man, bound hand and foot. How he moved, I do not know. Some of the old writers thought that he glided, as it were, through the air, and that was part of the miracle. I think he may have been so bound that though he could not freely walk, yet he could shuffle along like a man in a sack. Lazarus was a believer. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying this. Lazarus had a choice to make. He had to come out at the call of Jesus. He had to shuffle out of the tomb, out of the cave, out past the stone that had been rolled away, a foreshadow of what was to come. Lazarus serves also as a picture of the unbeliever. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying this to the unbeliever today, you have a choice to make. You have to come out at the call of Jesus. You have to shuffle along out of the tomb, out of the cave, out past the stone that has been rolled away. No matter our camp today at the cry of Jesus out from death, out from the tomb, out from the tomb life, out from the grave, out from the place where the stench of death exists, out from hopelessness, sickness, Infirmity. And it wasn't over when Lazarus came out. Jesus was still working. He cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, 
loose him and let him go. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. The Amplified, Jesus said to them, free him of the burial wrappings and let him go. Here's Jesus still involving people. Involving people, getting people involved in the miracle of God. He wants us to have faith. He wants us to take him at his word. And I want to announce today that he is still in the business of using Lazarus situations to teach us to believe. That we learn to believe. To give us new grounds for believing. To give us another opportunity to believe in him. To trust in him. To rely on him. He wants us acquainted and familiar and intimate with the miracle workings of God. He wants us to exercise faith. Not faith based on presumption, but faith based on a word from Jesus. You can have the worship team return today, verses 44 and 45 in the NLT. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a head cloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. Many of the people who were with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw this happen. I wonder, can you hear Jesus saying to us, unwrap them and let them go? Get involved in the freeing of people. It's one thing to be a spectator. Just stand by and there's Jesus at the tomb, Lazarus situation. Lazarus come forth and marvel at the miracle, whether he glided out or shuffled along like a man in a sack. Watch others roll the stone away at the word of Jesus. And then Jesus says, loose him and let him go. I would encourage every believer in the house today. Jesus is saying to all of us, get involved in the freeing of people. Get involved in the loosing of the bands of death. Be his hands at the sound of his voice. And I want to share these words. Lazarus cannot be raised out of the grave except by a miracle. But he can be unstripped without a miracle.
and therefore human hands must do it. If there is anything in the kingdom of God which we can do ourselves, it is folly to say, may the Lord do it, for he will do nothing of the sort. If you can do it, you shall do it. Or if you refuse, the neglect shall be visited upon you. I charge you, brethren, by the blood that bought you and by the love that holds you and by the supreme bounty which supplies your need, go forth and do what your master graciously permits and commands you to do. Loose Lazarus. Lazarus. All of this happened for the glory of God. Like, am I getting that right? Sick, the one whom Jesus loves. Word sent to Jesus, the one whom you love so dearly is not well. Jesus tarries. Delays. He sees the bigger picture. Why isn't Jesus coming? I mean, he's the son of God. He could just, just appear, right? Why doesn't he send an angel? Why doesn't he show up quicker? But he has a greater plan. There's a greater plan. All of this happened for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified through it. That the Son of God might be glorified through it. I wonder if Lazarus was praying before he passed. Lord, I pray that Jesus would be glorified through this. What I'm facing and what I'm going through. Who are we in the story? Lazarus? The one facing sickness? Are we the sisters? Others? Are we the disciples? You know, perhaps the sisters did receive a message from Jesus. Perhaps they did receive the word at the onset that this sickness wasn't unto death for the glory of God. It's a different perspective and it's worth considering. And so I'm going to share these words with you. Jesus loved Lazarus and he also dearly loved his two sisters, Mary and Martha. Their home was an oasis for the master. How beautiful is that? We know Lazarus and his family loved Jesus but the scripture is most emphatic in pointing out Christ's love for them. He whom thou lovest is sick. 
John eleven three. 3. When Jesus heard that, he sent them a message. This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Verse 4. Jesus knew that his Father intended for this miracle to give him glory and give them confidence and faith. But what an experience of deep suffering it turned out to be for Jesus. The disciples doubted him. Mary and Martha doubted him. And so did the weeping friends of Lazarus. Did Mary know how deeply she hurt him when she accused him of being preoccupied and disinterested in their problem? Lord, if you had just been here on time... It's too late now. The damage is done. See verse 21. Did Martha know how it hurt her master when she questioned his resurrection power? He had plainly told her, Thy brother shall rise again. But his word was not enough. She answered in essence, Oh, yes, on resurrection day he will arise. But that doesn't help today. See verse 24. How painful it must have been for Christ to have his dearest friends doubt that he had all the power they needed. Don't you know who I am yet? Is what the Lord seemed to say. I am the resurrection and the life. Believe in me. I have the power, the life. I don't think we know how deep his pain was at that moment. His own disciples couldn't grasp the concept of who he was. It was hurtful enough that his own nation of people knew him not. But could those he dearly loved not recognize his power? Could he have said to himself, not even my dearest friends believe? Then who will ever believe? It is the doubting of his power that causes such pain and distress to our Lord. If we, his dearest friends, will not trust his power and faithfulness, who will? We call him friend and Lord, but we do not live our lives as though he has the power needed to keep us victorious and joyful in all our pain and difficulties. What truly satisfies the heart of the Lord is the child of His who rests completely in His love and in His tender care. Is Jesus calling you out today? A sinner? The one He's come to raise to life? saint, the one he's come to restore to life. He's working on all of us, trying to work faith and belief into all of us. Complete trust that we rest completely in his love and tender care. You know, I pray that we start to see more like he sees because he is sovereign and he is working greater works than we might have him work. say, what are you talking about? 
He is working greater works than we might have him. If it was up to us, we'd take the quick work over the delay. And yet it's not delay with the Lord. He is always on time. His ways are perfect. The Bible says that because of the work that he worked, because of the delay, because the situation got to the point that it, that it did, many of the people believed in Jesus when they saw what took place. Now why don't we start praying, use us, Lord, to cause others to believe. You know, I thought about it. I, I wonder if it meant delay, would we accept it? That God be glorified? That He work on sisters? That He work on brothers? That He work on others? That He work on His disciples? He increased their belief and faith using our situation? Would we accept the delay? Honestly, would we? What if it meant more time in a sickbed? More days in a tomb? Would we say, Lord, use my situation? To glorify your son? Or would we be laying there saying, God, why the delay? If you'd been here. That's real faith. That's real trust. Use me, Lord. Use my situation, even my sickness. And if it means delay, use it for your glory, that you would be glorified, that many would see the glory of God. Even though he loves us, he may remain a while. You know, I love my children, but I don't just go running all the time. There may be a work needing to be done. Let those who have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Let's stand today. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord.